My guest today packages reading your fortune in a way that's very similar to a certain Midwestern pop star. Why? Because it's like sucking on a lollipop, joyous, easy, poppy, and filled with insight. And maybe the interesting thing about my guest, Andrea S., clairvoyant, cotton candy clairvoyant, is that it makes me wonder, maybe we do have the whole Taylor Swift thing wrong. What if Taylor Swift was actually predicting the future, which meant every song she wrote was actually about a future relationship that went terribly, which would mean all she'd have to do is keep dating Hollywood and recording artist a-holes, or just deliberately self-sabotage her love life for the sake of predicting life after the art. I don't think that's what's happening, but who knows? The closest thing you're going to get is my guest today, Andrea S. in the world of intuition. It's all coming up on Open Loops. I consider it an affront to my family that you haven't heard about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain, okay? Let me let me just lay this out for you. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And, and get this, okay? Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money, moolah, from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. We have Sweetheart Soul Sessions, Andrea, today. We'll call her Andrea. We'll call her Andrea S for, for to keep it a little <laughs> more mysterious. Um, Sweetheart Soul oh. Sessions, you, you host a podcast. Um, that's what it's called, Andrea Thank you for coming on Open Loops. Thank, yes, thank you so much for having me. And I love that we're doing the elementary school style where we're just doing the last, you know, the last <laughs> name initial, right? Isn't <laughs> it like a psychic thing like like Madam X or Madam S or, you know, I feel like that's like a classic trope in pop culture. But you know what's so what's interesting about you, Andrea, is that you just – even before the interview, you gave me a nugget that I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to delve into this. You told me you used to be called the cotton candy clairvoyant. Yes. Please For years. tell me, tell me about that. Where did this start? So, um, about nine years ago, um, my whole, uh, world opened up essentially. And it was a world that had always been there but I had ignored it or dismissed it or tried to rationalize or intellectualize it. And when it kind of, you know, cracked open and I realized, I guess you could call it a spiritual awakening. You know, they say yeah. when you, when you awaken spiritually, you can't go back to sleep, you know? So, right. um, 
right? It forever changes who you are once you realize that you're more. And so I figured, okay, if I'm going to be doing sessions with people and I'm, I'm going to be reaching out, I didn't want it to just be some, you know, name on a business card. I wanted something that people could remember um, yeah. while also, while also protecting my identity a little bit, because you never know. I mean, that's something you have to protect your energy as well. So that's, that's how cotton candy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you, um, oh man, you know, I mean, I'm protecting your identity by being on this show in some ways. I'm protecting your, uh, you're protecting your identity behind the cotton candy clairvoyant. Uh, mm-hmm. But also like you're tapping into a deeper realm of truth. What do you think is, why is it that you have to protect your identity when you're actually tapping into what might be the deepest realm of uncovering mm-hmm. potentially possible? Why does that tension still exist or does it? Do you think we're catching up? The awakening is here. Ooh, it's a great question. Um, if that question were a food, it would be like rich, dark chocolate. Like you just gave me such a great question. <laughs> I am loving the sugar high that you are giving me right now in this interview. <laughs> This is amazing. Yes, yes, please keep keep feed my hyperglycemia. Um, yes, no, yeah. feed this, make this happen. Yeah, what is going on? I mean, I'm very curious what your thoughts are on that. So, so in short, I think that um, when it comes to energy, it's everywhere. You know, we have to be as people are skeptical. If you were to go to a reader, you should be skeptical. Absolutely. Mm. Um, I think that the reader themselves should be skeptical as far as what energy they're kind of allowing into their space. Um, I always ran my sessions uh, very, um, like I said, reference-based, very like grassroots. Like I always say at the end of my session, if you know of anybody who would benefit from something like this and they're ready, they have to be ready to experience something like this. Yeah. Um, I said, you can pass along my contact info. And that was it. So I think it was my wishes to not be a, an advertised, publicized phenomenon. I wanted to just keep it to the people that the universe would bring to me based on reference. And, this, and, and to further answer that question, Greg, um, Cotton Candy Clairvoyant was specific because there's a lot of people that you could go to for metaphysical needs a lot of people that are healers or practitioners or mediums, what, psychics, whatever you, whatever genre you're going towards. Yes, right. A lot right. of time, because there's a lot of different branches. They're, they're not all, we're not all the same. I always say we're like hairdressers. You find your favorite, you know what I mean? You have yes, one that you totally, go to. totally, <laughs> totally, totally. Um, but I always, I, I wanted to, to people to know immediately when they got my card cotton candy clairvoyant i i want to bring only good to you in your session the only reason that i stepped up to the plate to even accept my gift because i like i said i had ignored it for a very long time um the only reason i stepped up to the plate to accept my gift was because i saw what it was doing to heal people in an hour or wow. So you're, wait, so what happens in two hours, you do like either a Reiki session or a, uh, some sort of uh, tarot, right? Is that what you specialize in? So, so, um, so 
Okay. So (laughs) there's a lot, I do a lot. I do a lot. I'm a metaphysical person. I'm, I'm, I'm extremely open. So, um, there's a lot that I do. I was, I was reading tarot cards since I was 16. I'm a the, I was a theater kid. You know, this is stuff that we do as actors, right? This is not unbeknownst to people that actors are shapeshifters, chameleons. So I started reading tarot cards at 16. My mom, um, is Native American. So she knows how to read tea leaves, which was passed down from her mother, which she passed down to me. Um, which is if you've seen Harry Potter, you might be familiar with what tea leaves are. Yes. Before, yes. Yeah. <laughs> before totally. that, people did not know. Yeah. So oh, I know um, about the runes, the runes yeah. reading. That's like the old school boardwalk stuff, like from yeah. the early 20th century. I mean, it's, uh, yeah. I, 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 I'm upset that people don't proudly call themselves palm readers anymore. I feel like Caro is like the hip thing. Like you're from Brooklyn originally. Um, mm-hmm. And my gosh, Andrea, if you went back to Brooklyn right now, like you would think tarot is just like as big as Cardi B. Um, it is. is like, it's just trending. <laughs> it is like, I mean, and, and everybody's on these apps now, cosign mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. the pattern, like these astrological apps that sort of mm-hmm. give you guidance based on your birth charted stuff. And it's like, you know what? I, I love the idea of the tradition of it really coming from, um, you know, like, like what I do like about you more than like just someone that just picks up tarot cards is that, um, yeah, it, for, for it to come from some sort of spiritual background that was passed down, at least if I, I'm not saying I do believe it because believe me, you're going to have to convince the skeptic Greg over here still, (laughs) but, um, it gives me a little more, I'm more inclined to talk to someone that's like, not just picking it up because it's a cool hobby. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I have friends that read rooms or I just never, for me, it never, it never called to me in particular. Again, it's a very organic way that I kind of fell into this. Yeah, um, you know what? Just, speak to that. We got to hear what happened here. What was this awake? Yeah. <laughs> Please. Yeah, I know, need to know. <laughs> you know how people say like, you have a calling, like truly that's what it is. It, it just felt like it, there was something calling to me. Because you were um, already, like, you were, you know, you came from a theater background. Uh, I also know that you were, you, you work in schools or you, or a school mm-hmm. to really, like, you, you mm-hmm. built a theater program as well. Um, did this calling, mm-hmm. what, what was the timing of this versus, like, what you were doing involved in the theater world? Yeah, so, like, I've been doing theater since, um, I can remember since elementary school, I went to a performing arts high school. So theater has always been part of me. And I always thought that I was just good at it. You know, I never understood the metaphysical connection or the Mm. fact that actors tend to be empathic um, and that they tend to have to understand. I mean, if you look at film stars and they're doing a a documentary or or a movie based on someone's life, like Soul Surfer or Monster with um, Eileen Warnos, um, who Charlize Theron played her, these actors, right? They have to they have to get into the psyche. They have to understand the energy surrounding that person because. I mean, how else would you do it? How else would you do it so efficiently? So I always thought that's why I was good at theater because I was creative, you know, but mm. the, the more and more I got older, I started to make connections and synchronicities that could not be explained 
Um, and after a while, you can only say, oh, that's a coincidence for so long before you realize that these symbols and these nudges and these things that are truly claircognizant, things that just I know and I shouldn't know, um, and how they're connected to certain people, after a while, it just would not be silent anymore. And I want you, I I want you to appease it. my skeptical mind right now. I want you to appease it a little bit. Um, are you allowed to talk about some of these specific coincidences and nudges that happened at all? Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm very protective about uh, with the people that I do sessions with. I don't want to give any negative energy, right? Hence the cotton candy clairvoyant and sweet tart soul sessions. I want it to enrich your life. I don't want to bring any, any negative energy into it. And right. again, that's what I'm saying. You have to be skeptical when you go to a reader because again, you don't want somebody prophesizing things that you, that frighten you. That's mm -hmm. not... That's not of a spiritual realm. It's not. That's just what I call, you know, like a magic trick, you know, or <laughs> yes. a con artist. So oh gosh, you're insulting everything my, my entire childhood <laughs> was based on. <laughs> and maybe my no. adulthood too, in some ways, as someone like currently <laughs> um, holding a deck of playing cards and like books on his bookshelf that said like how to be a fake psychic. But that's fine. <laughs> um, I'm not charging people money for it. But no, no, no. That's I, true. That, here's what I'm curious about. Um, I'm definitely going to follow up about that later. Actually, I have a great question that I need to know the answer of regarding these, but maybe you'll answer it. So, so mm -hmm. you're saying that you got to be careful of the dark energies. You got to be careful mm -hmm. of people that are, I almost think you got to be careful of people that like see the weakness, you know, like a cotton candy clairvoyant in a lot of ways isn't a it's a short term like i don't know how you ran your business andrea but i would think <laughs> if you were really gonna do this you better if you're a cotton candy clairvoyant you better get like a thousand bucks up front because you're giving them joy they ain't gonna want to see you again um you know <laughs> like that's kind of the problem with the way the, the the psychic industry works at least in terms of like people that really profit off the negativity of others because it is, I have seen the mistake of people using psychics as therapists. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a real thing. Um, there, there have been people that I have um, declined sessions with, or I told them that I was just unable, you know, at that moment. And that if they felt the nudge in the future um, or inspired to reach out to me in the future, if they were in a different headspace or a different place that I'd be happy to help them. But um uh, we should never seek saviors, mm. especially when it comes to the metaphysical, because I mean, I could tell you everything that I feel because of my hypersensitivity. I could tell you everything that I see because of my natural clairvoyant abilities. I could tell you everything surrounding anything you'd want to know, but you still are in the driver's seat of your life. And there are some people that are just hoping that you'll fix everything for them. And um, my, my, um, Reiki master, actually, the one that attuned me as a Reiki practitioner, she said, beware of becoming someone's savior because it's an uncomfortable place and you will never live up to, you'll never live up to it. it it's exhausting. So I'm very clear with people. It's like, I will tell you, but I will not direct you. I will not give you um, a list of things that you need to do. I will tell you what I feel if it feels heavy or light and you're in the driver's seat and you decide what you want to do with that. 
Yeah, yeah, this is also why you, I, I, I believe you a little more than others. Um, <laughs> just because, Thank like, you. a little more. I'm not going to say I really do, but, but no, I, or just like I'm more inclined to really entertain it because of, um, you know, just sort of that that spin on things. So, uh, okay, obviously the show is called Open Loops. It's like I describe this as a theme park of curiosity and intellect and mm. craziness. So we're kind of bouncing all over the place. Um, but that's that's totally mm-hmm. fine. Let me just circle back to yeah. this moment, the, these, the, these nudges. So you were talking about like you really wanted to bring uh, with this gift that you were having and starting to talk to people and the stuff you were sharing, it had to be positive. So then what were mm-hmm. some of like the specific things that started mm-hmm. to alert you that nine or so years ago that, were, that things were more than just like a coincidence for you? Okay. So the very first thing that started happening was I was noticing that I was feeling stuff, um, which is called clairsentience. I had to look it up because I didn't know what was happening to me. So Mm. um, clairsentient feelings are kind of sympathy pains for other people. Um, And so if you've ever experienced that before, where you have a friend that, you know, is feeling angry towards their coworkers, um, you may sympathize with them or empathize with them to the point that you're like, you know, I have the same thing going on at work. And before you know it, the two of you are angry or you're feeling angry for your friend. Um, so, um, mine was a, a little bit like that. I would go into a store and I would be walking around just doing my thing, getting my groceries or whatever I was looking for. And I would notice that a Every once in a while, you know, somebody would walk past me and like a wave would come over me. And when I say a wave, it's almost like if you were um, walking into a kitchen and the whole kitchen smells like coffee. You know, you walk into the, you're aware, you don't see the coffee, right? You don't feel the coffee, but you smell it. So you're aware maybe even, or, or somebody has been cooking and, and the, the room feels a little bit warmer, a little bit more humid than it, it would if nobody was cooking. I, that's the best way I can describe it. I would, it's almost like you walk through a cobweb or like I said, a, a cloud of humidity or, or you walk into a room and it's like, Ooh, there's the scent of coffee. It's like yes, a veil, yes. like a veil almost. Um, so I'd walk past somebody and I would, I would have this wave come over me and then immediately my body would react because your body reacts to energy, whether your mind wants to accept it or not, it does. Um, right. It's the same part of us that, you know, could walk down the street and decide, I don't want to, I don't want to walk down this way. I'm going to actually go a different way. And we're not sure why, but we just know, um, So I would have like a wave come over me and every once in a while I would have, I'd get overly warm. I would start to sweat. Um, I'd start to feel like my equilibrium was off just a little bit enough to be noticeable, um, but not debilitating, you know, thank God. And then I would start to like the person that would have walked past me or maybe somebody next to them. I would start to just think, okay, grandfather, grandfather and then i'd see a yellow ribbon would pop up in my mind almost like just like a like a movie reel a yellow ribbon would pop up and then i'd hear the name toby you know just thing and i don't know why i'm just pulling this out of thin air so i have no idea but um yeah. um but yeah so so a, a lot of these things would just you know kind of float to the surface and um i i really honestly thought that i had a panic disorder 
so I, I ended up going to the doctor multiple times and I kept saying to him, um, you know, you, you need to, you need to like check my, my head. You need to try. I went and got my eyes checked. I went like literally to the point, Greg, where he was like, you, you need to get, you need to get out of my office. Like, like there, there's, there's, there's yeah. nothing wrong with you. Like, you know, it got to the point then where I was like teetering on becoming a hypochondriac because it couldn't figure out why if I was, it never happened when I was by myself. It always happened in social settings. Mm. And then I'm like, maybe I'm, maybe I'm socially anxious. You know, we always want a label. We need a label for things. You know, we yes. always want to, yes. right? Like somebody else can tell us what's wrong with us. And the whole time I knew exactly what was going on. I just didn't want to accept it because I didn't know what to do with it. What do you do with that when you get that information? Wow. So there was a real cognitive dissonance going on inside of you. I mean, it was really you were dealing with, uh, I, I think that's such an interesting tension of like, oh, man, I can't even think of the equivalent unless it is sort of, I mean, uh, you know, when we were talking a, a week or so back before this interview, you talked about like, and I actually talked about it with my last guest, the spiritually coming yeah. out of the closet um, yes. You know, it is that kind of like you have sexual proclivities towards a, a different, you know, sex or, or gender than, you know, like society is telling you you should. And you're doing it's like people that, you know, feel like they have to go to God to or, or priest to like get rid of a feeling that they have when just it's like, no, it's a, this is a primal thing. This is your biological urge. Like mm -hmm. it's kind of like you're covering up feeling that you almost have to cover up your true self because what this thing actually is, is more powerful than anything that could be in like Grey's Anatomy. Yes. Yes. And, and my family members were perturbed about this because they would, they saw how this affected me. Sometimes I would have to leave the store and I'd have to come home. And the only thing that would help me is if I were to like sleep, I used to come mm. home and just sleep. And, you know, when you have a family and you like, you can't, that's not conducive to you. That's not, you know, something that helps you out in your life is feeling like, okay, if I'm in a crowded space, I'm, and what I figured out was that I was just becoming exhausted because I had been given this, this electricity, like electrocution, I guess, of energy. I guess that's the only way to put it. It's like, you know, this, this zap of this bolt of excess energy and I had nowhere to put it. So, um. So, cause my family members would say, I just, I don't understand how this is a, you know, skeptical people, right? I don't understand how this is a gift. If it makes you sick, it shouldn't make you feel like the way that it makes you feel. And I just want to speak on that for a second mm. because just because people that are listening to this might think, oh, well, you know, that's anxiety. She had anxiety. Girl needs girl needs like Zoloft or girl, right, girl needs right, right. Or you know, like sometimes, you know, people think that, um, but I'm not a socially anxious person. Like I said, I do theater. I've done theater my whole life. I, you know, so I, I have a, an auditorium that seats, you know, a thousand people. I, I'm, and I speak in front of them. It's not, it's not for me, the, the, the whole social anxiety thing didn't, didn't fit in. It didn't align with what I thought was going on. So I just want right. to speak about just really quick um, about the, the way that it makes me feel. It's, it's what it is, is it's an alert system, you know, mm. it's alerting me to the fact that something's going on. Um, I had been shopping. You'll love this. Okay. We're going to, you, you asked about specifics. I'm going to give you a specific. Yeah, please, please. 
I was at a craft store and um, I was fine when we got there and I'm walking around, I'm getting my stuff. And I went along the back wall and this gentleman passed me. And as soon as he passed me, I had the wave. That wave came over me. I started to feel really shaky. And again, it's just an alert system. That's all it is. It's a, making me aware that I've walked through something. I've walked through some sort of, you walk through a cobweb, you're going to feel it, you know? So um, it's an excess energy, which we as physical beings, we can only handle so much energy in our body. If you ever actually get zapped from an outlet, you're going to feel a little sick in your stomach and right. you're going to feel a little shaky. I've actually been zapped before um, from a breaker box when I was younger. And maybe that's why, maybe that's why I can do what I do. Um, but, um, but you know, it makes you feel a little sick and a little bit shaky. So right. it's just an excess energy. So he walks past me and I'm in this wave, right? And I didn't want to deal with it. I was having a day that I'm like, I don't want to do this. I don't know who this belongs to. I think that I walked past someone. I didn't really pay attention. So I said to the people that I was with, I want, I'm, I'm going to, I want to leave. Like I, I'm, I'm just, I, I don't need this stuff. I'm going to go, which makes me sad, you know, like that mm. you have to stop what you're doing. Um, so I'm like, I'm just going to leave or I'm just going to go up to the checkout or whatever. So I head to the front of the store and I see that guy again. And again, the wave gets stronger. And I'm getting, I'm getting a couple of things again, like little symbols and little feelings. And I'm hearing mother, mother, but not that his mother had passed. Mm. I was just hearing that there was a mother connection that is, you know, could, you know, so I was actually getting that it was his mother, his mother's father. So his maternal grandfather that was stepping through and that uh, I was getting a lot of um, emphasis on his mom, but I had never seen this person before. So I had no idea if I should go up to him. I mean, you don't typically see guys in craft stores. And, and when you do, I don't think the last thing they want is for some crazy lady to walk up to. Right, like, hey. right, right. <laughs> yeah, of course. You know, I know you're looking at the yarn, but can I talk to you about a grandfather that's crossed over? <laughs> yes, you know? totally, totally, totally. Though if you see me and you're wearing like one of those old style medium hats and you have cotton candy <laughs> in your hand, like you can talk to me. Just know that. But yes, okay. Very cool. Thank you. <laughs> I give you permission. I did not every guy's gonna offer that to you, Andrea. But that's right. <laughs> this that's man right. over here, when I'm looking at popsicle sticks to <laughs> I am ready. Well, you're a good person. <laughs> I appreciate that. But wait a minute. So mother, mother, what, what, what's yeah. going on with this guy? Yeah. So, so um, I got, I got interrupted, you know, in my, in my, in my path to exit the store, I got interrupted by a friend. There was another person there that I knew and she was shopping with her boyfriend. And um, I was like, oh, hey, you know, how are you? And I'm trying to hold it together and act normal, you know, because that's yeah. another thing that I got to try to do is, you know, my demeanor changes very much so. I've had friends tell me your entire thing, your entire, you know, vibe just completely changed. What are you getting? Like, I have friends that will Whoa. say that to me. I don't even notice I'm doing it. So, um, so, and it's not scary like the horror movies where, you know, I get real stiff, like Whoopi Goldberg and Ghost. Like, that's right, not right. what happens. It's just, it's almost like, a, like I'm, I seem distracted, which people think that, you know, I might be forgetful or I'm kind of flighty. I'm really not. It's like, I'm, I'm listening. I'm always listening to two things, what's going on here and what I'm getting. Um, yeah. So, 
so this friend, she walks over with her boyfriend and she's like, Hey, Andrea. And I'm like, Hey, how are you doing? And, um, she's like, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm here getting stuff for my daughter. And you know, so we're just small talk. She says, Oh, um, I just wanted to let you know that, uh, so-and-so is here also. And she brings over this guy, this, this guy that had passed me twice in the store. Mm -hmm. She wow. was there she was there with him. Okay. And I'll say her name because she won't mind at all. Her name is Sierra and the guy and, and the, her boyfriend's name is Nick. And the guy that she brought over, his name is actually Greg. That's kind of weird. I just realized that I'm telling you this story. <laughs> I thought you were going to say his name is mother, which would have been very strange, but yes, keep going. That would have been <laughs> no. So his name is Greg. So she brings him over and she's like, you know, Greg, don't you? And I'm thinking, what the heck is going on? I've never seen this person before in my life. And he's like, yeah, he's like, you did a group reading at my mom's house. Whoa. And I'm like, oh, your mom is Michelle. Huh. I, and, 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 cause I had just done the session. Mm. So mm. I go, oh yes. I go, yes. I just did a group read at her house. I did. She hosted one. And he goes, yeah, he said, and you know, what you said to my brother about the passing of my grandfather was really helpful to him. Interesting. Interesting. So I just couldn't believe that I, it was somebody that I knew had just done a group read at his mother's house. I had never, I knew that this, this woman, Michelle, I knew that she had, had three sons. Yeah. I've met, I've met two of them. So, um, so it was just, it was just a crazy, crazy thing that happened. He's like, yeah, you did, you did the, you know, the, the group session at my mom's house. And then, so that was the mother thing. And then I had um, given messages to his brothers, his other brothers um, about his grandfather. So that was the grandfather thing. And all along, I didn't know that I knew this person until I was headed towards the door, trying to run away from spirit and spirits like, nope, not so fast, girl. And yeah. put him directly in my path to validate what I had been getting. How many times does this have to happen before you actually start thinking it's something special? So that's the exact question that my husband asked me. Because I literally, Greg, after like I had done 100 readings, I looked at him and I said, am I crazy? Like I really looked at him and I go, very, very you know, transparent and candid with him. I go, have I, like, am I cracking up? Like, what's happening? And he looked at me and said, Andrea, exactly what you said, Greg, how many times does this need to happen like this? He goes, if you would have done, you know, one or two things that would have been synchronized and you were like, oh, look at me, look what I can do. He goes, I I'd be a little bit skeptical, you know? He goes, but yeah. look at how many times you've done this. He goes, this isn't like, like something that is just a coincidence. And, and my husband's a very black and white type of person, fine print type of person. Yeah, I was going to ask. There's no, there's no gray. Seriously, he's the opposite, polar opposite of me. I'm very much splatter paint, you know, on a canvas. Yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, he's fine print and documents. It, so, yeah. So for him to say that, for him to say, you've done this too many times for this to be... Um, you know, just a chance probability. Yeah. This yeah. is something more, but wait a minute. So do you think he is, 
I mean, well, first of all, like I'm wondering what's more miraculous, like the the number of times that these things can happen to you or getting a black and white husband to believe that he might have a psychic wife. Like what's like what's more of the miracle here? First of all, on a scale of one to ten, what's more important, convincing (laughs) your man that you're a psychic or actually believing you are yourself? Because I I definitely don't know the answer. Yeah, both things are hard. And, and you, and I have people tell me all the time, Greg, like, oh, I wish I could do what you do. And listen, it it definitely is, is, is a blessing. I'm not going to sit here and, and talk smack about it the whole time. But I always say to those people that are like, oh, I wish I could do what you do. I'm like, maybe some days, but not every day. It's not something you can shut off. It definitely affects your relationships. Um, you know, I, I pulled my, I'm just going to say this. I pulled my youngest out of school in February because I was having very, very real bouts of energy waves um, about, sending, about sending him to school. And I just kept saying to my husband, I just feel like he's going to bring something home. And my oldest is immune suppressed. Uh, mm. He's on immune suppressant medicine. So I'm like, I just feel like he's going to bring something home. And I didn't know why I was having, and listen, the night before, the night before school, I'd be like, yep, he's going to school tomorrow. He's got band in the morning. We're good. We're all set. And then I'd wake up in the morning and it was like a brick wall was in front of me. I physically could not bring him to school without having a, like an emotional reaction that was dramatic for just bringing your kid to school. So I spoke to his teachers and I'm like, we're going to pull him. We're going to do virtual until I can shake this feeling. Now, wait a minute. Here's my question, because they did start talking about the virus in around January. Was that like any, is there any way that could have subconsciously gone in? Like, did you start seeing, because people were starting to not, it wasn't big in February in the way Mm -hmm. it became, it's like, you know, end of February, like March was when I started hearing like, oh, this could be bad Mm -hmm. a little bit. So like, Mm -hmm. did that play in at all? So, so it could, I mean, everything that we think of is something either from a memory, you know, or subconscious thought that was, that's tucked away from something we've seen. Absolutely. Um, It could have very well been, um, you know, it could have been my fear of flu season. I could have been worried about flu season. I'll be very honest with you. Yes, it could have bubbled to the surface because of something that was going on or I was afraid of. I don't consciously remember seeing anything about COVID until mm. after I had pulled him from school. So I will say that. But let's, let's just go down that route. Let's say, yes, I had a subconscious thought about the flu and I was worried that he was going to bring something home. So I pulled him. What's interesting to me is that it, it, the timing on everything, I pulled him literally two weeks before they closed school mm-hmm. and nobody had been talking about it. It wasn't like it was this big thing or teachers were sending information home. I had been having increasingly more feelings towards, towards him going to school. And um, furthermore, when I talked to the teachers about pulling him, they told me that I wasn't being fair to him. Mm. And they, they, they said it in a way that was professional and nice. I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus, but they were like, with all due respect, your oldest is the one that has the immune suppressant. You know, it's not, it's not your youngest and, and, you know, you're like kind of separate the two. Don't, you know, like they, they couldn't understand why I was pulling him and not sending him. And the other teachers were getting very upset with me because of the amount of absent work that he had to do. I would send him like two days 
And then I'd have a feeling and I'd keep him home. And then I'd send him like another day. And I felt like a horrible mother. I felt like a horrible mother. It's not, it's not an easy thing to feel energy all the time when other people don't understand yet. Right. Same, you know, same, other situations have happened. Um, same thing about, I, I closed my rehearsals. Um, I closed my rehearsals, uh, in March mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. and now, now I knew of COVID at this point, I knew that there was stuff going on. I had closed my rehearsals to guests, even though the administration said, you know, as long as nobody's in each other's face and they wash their hands, you know, cause I have a couple college kids that come and help out and stuff. And I closed, I, yeah, I closed my rehearsals. I'm like, no, no, no. Even though my administration said, as long as they wash hands right now, it's not that big of a deal. Like you can still, and and I closed all the rehearsals and it was later that week that they had started canceling things. And the next week they closed school. So it went from everybody telling me there's nothing going on. This is not a big deal. Why are you reacting this way? Why are you doing this? to the follow-up being exactly what I said. What? This is pretty good. Um, yeah, the other day you told me that you were like, Reg, I see February and March being a good time for you to return to New York City. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm like, huh, what does she know that I don't? Now, here's when I, wait, here's, the, <laughs> I, I do wonder that. Um, for everybody out there, like, yeah, what do you know? I, what, is, what is happening in New York? What, what is happening in the world? Do you, <laughs> I actually, I really want you to just tell me what's going on with this virus, but I know it's like not as, you know, you want to be positive too. Yeah. Um, yeah. What can you tell us about the way the world is heading in the next couple months? We're, we're talking like late August right now where we're doing this. What, what wisdom, and maybe not negativity, like what's the best mm-hmm. positive message you are feeling about what's happening? So, so it's interesting because I guess if you wanted to label what I do, it would be mediumship. So my, my real niche is that I can connect with the energy that surrounds individual people. So if, if you're asking me specifically what's going to happen with you and your family and everybody, you know, surrounding this, this issue. Um, yeah, that's my wheelhouse. Um, but, um, they say, okay. And I, and I know this to be true that every, every person that has the gift of mediumship also has psychic ability because when we're bringing through whatever we see from your loved ones or whatever's surrounding you, we will sometimes get what I call. Uh, I, and I don't know if I coined this term or not, but I call it a flash forward. And mm-hmm. if I did a session with you, I'd say, okay, Greg, I have something and this could be a flash forward. That, that's my way of saying to you, this is something that hasn't happened yet, but it will. Because of what, what I'm getting from people that surround you or energy that surrounds you or a certain situation. Oh my so gosh, I guess I'm really by, scared right now, but keep going, keep yeah. going. I'm intrigued. <laughs> I guess by proxy, all mediums have psychic abilities, but the difference is not all psychics are mediums. Sometimes you could go to a psychic and they could do your chart. They could do your astrological chart. They could tell you what sun sign you are, what moon you were born under, all of that stuff, ascending, descending, whatever. And, and they could, you know, give you their best go at, you know, what they think is going to happen, but not all psychics can connect with your energy and those that have come before you 
ancestral lines, things like that, your people that are surrounding you. Um, so that's just the differentiation. I just want to put that out there that I can, I can give my best here, but um, mediums are not primarily psychic. We have psychic ability, but we're not primarily psychic. Um, but I haven't been wrong yet when it's come to this whole thing. And I haven't been doing any sessions during COVID because the energy of our world is very um, transitional right now. Everything is very chaotic. I will tell you, yes, I will tell you that I've had days throughout this whole thing where I've just cried all day. Um, and, and I, and I feel fine. I have no idea why I'm crying, but I'm, I am just having an emotional reaction. Um, and uh, one of my crying bouts happened just before the, um, the race riots began just before the joy George Floyd thing began. Um, so it, it was a couple days. It was like two days before that. I just cried all day. Um, so, so there are like emotional premonitions that happen. Um, so I will tell you that I was feeling discouraged and I was feeling almost angry and I was feeling very sad for a lot of the things that were going on. I was feeling a lot of real fear in association with COVID and how we were doing as a society. Um, but I will tell you, in the last two weeks or so, I'm amazing myself at how much freer I feel energetically towards this thing. Um, mm -hmm. uh, Yes. Where other people are still going, listen, I'm not, I'm not, and I'm not going to get political. I know some people are, you know, on one side of the fence with masks and social distancing. And then there's other people that are on the, you know what I'm saying? I know that right. everybody has their own viewpoints. It's, it, it's for me, it's more than that. It's like, you could tell me it's safe. If I wear a mask and I go do this, this, and this, it's safe. You could tell me that. You could have a, a, a doctor tell me that. But right. if I'm getting, if I'm getting that it's not, I won't do it. And, and, and so I was feeling that way when they're like, yeah, you know, just kind of, you know, use hand sanitizer, wear a mask, do this, do that. There were parts of me that were like, I, I know you're saying this. I hear what you're saying. And my ego is, it's, it's registering, but my soul is connected to something bigger and telling me, we don't know everything. No, this is a no for me. So just in the past two weeks or so, I'm surprising myself because I feel like that no is turning into a, maybe this would be okay. Maybe. It feels like it's lifting. And I, and I hope wow. that that's, yeah, I, and I hope that I'm right. I, I, do, I, I do feel like, I'll just say this. I do feel like the worst is behind us. And I know that that sounds like, well, of course she's going to say that, you know, we've been through the ringer here, but yeah. I really do feel that. I don't ever think this is going to be eradicated. I think it's going to lurk. And I do think we're going to continue to see little blips on the radar of people, you know, testing, you know, and, and the, and the, the, I don't know what you want to call them. The, the, what are what do they call them when they're like measuring like different counties and how many, how many, um, cases they have or whatever, you know, these graphs that they're making per county or per city. Um, I think we're still going to see blips on the radar for at, at least two years, at least two years. I think we're wow, still going to see this yeah. lurking, but I think we're on the tail end of it. And I, I really do think that there's going to be more than one vaccine that will be available. 
Um, and I, and I think I see that towards the end of this year, October feels really hot surrounding mm-hmm. that, but also like maybe the first start. And then in December, I think there might be more than one option. Is the fact so. that you haven't told me anything about myself mean that terrible things are about to happen? <laughs> no, no, I don't know how much you want to know. Again, like, oh I, my I, God, I, what do you know? This must, this is a scary thing. Like, how do you, this was my kind of question earlier I had. Like, you're saying that you're the cotton candy clairvoyant, you're bringing all this joy and fun, but like, what if all you get from a person is just darkness like do you ever have you had a person ever person come in and like they they I I don't know how it gets because I I, you know I I think as an actor with that background I definitely interact with people and like I feel and you know I'm not gonna (laughs) some of the other guests I've had on are like yeah Greg you're just spiritual just face it you are intuitive like Mm -hmm. just go to that direction believe it Mm -hmm. but like I'm gonna still sit for the sake of this, I'm going to stay in the rational, like, intuition, whatever that means. I, I definitely feel energies of people and positive energy versus negative energy. Like, like there's mm. definitely a thing. I think in a material, pers- from a material perspective, people that think, like, all this stuff is complete nonsense, people that dismiss all this stuff, they can, a lot of people will still talk about people being, like, that seems like a very positive person versus a very negative person. So I could imagine mm-hmm. a person could come to you with very positive energy. But my question is this, if they are coming to you with positive energy, and if you like on like a, let, let me use it in this way. If someone's auditioning for something and they come in the room and you're like, wow, this seems like a very upbeat person and you genuinely feel that way. Has anyone ever come to you like that for a reading, but also you just still get a wave of darkness and pain coming from mm-hmm. them, despite the fact that they do seem generally positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so the short answer is, yeah. I mean, we all carry a shadow self. We all carry negative with our positive. We all carry that yin and yang. It's the nature of life. Um, and some people's shadow side is just a little bit louder. And I have encountered that before. And, and I want to be clear, you know, it's, it's not so much that, you know, I don't want to get into the realm of positivity toxicity either, because that's a real thing where you feel like you, you have to numb all your emotions and nothing. Yeah, right. Of course. Yeah. And that, that's not reality. I mean, you know, I've read, I've read for people that have had loved ones that have passed and not so, not so happy ways. And, uh, you know, if you can understand me saying it like that, um, Mm -hmm. you know, some people pass very peacefully and others, um, very turbulent, you know, and Wait, so you've, you've had readings for people who've murdered their spouses. I've had readings for people. Are you that... serious? You don't have to say that. Wait a minute. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I've done, I've done thousands and thousands of readings, Greg. So yeah, I mean, I've, what? I've had, I've had a lot of, I've had, a, I've had, I've done readings for people that I've, that are missing still to this day so wait a minute Um, you're telling me people have come to you to see do you think they're ever coming to you to be like i wonder if she gets it like maybe they're like kind of sociopathic or psychopathic and they're like i wonder if she picks this up like i like like let's say carol baskin from tiger king actually (laughs) murdered her husband like do you think she's trying she hired you to catch her do you ever get that kind of person 
Um, chances are I'd probably sense it before she booked a session with me or as she booked a session and I wouldn't follow through with the session. <laughs> wow. I want to know about these are. murderers. You, you, well, look, yeah. I, I know we shouldn't say it, but like, I mean, my gosh, I've never thought about that as a type of demographic a psychic might entertain before. Yeah. So, so, I mean, I guess the, the heaviest, I don't know that I've read for anybody in the realm of murder per se. <laughs> right, um, right. I don't, but, but, but I have done, I have done sessions where, um, you know, people have, have died from an overdose. Um, mm. I've had sessions where people have died from an accident. Um, I've had sessions where people have um, passed away from uh, just all sorts of things that, you know, are not frilly and fluffy and, you know, made of cotton candy. And, right. and so yeah, so it's a real thing, but a lot of times, um, well, two, it's a two-part answer. The first part is that I, I have kind of a blocker up. It's kind of like um, how you would put like a parental control on your TV if you don't want your kids watching certain movies or, you know, pornography or anything like right, that. Right. You'd have a block. So I have a little bit of a blocker up. It's a spiritual blocker where um, I ask before I go into a session um, that if there's anything dark or negative, that it not that it not come to the surface because it's, it's not needed. It's not necessary. Um, I can be shown symbols and I can be shown um, different, different messages for people without it being graphic or heavy. Um, because I'll be honest with you, Greg, I cry sometimes during sessions. If this, mm. if the person is stepping forward and they're like, you know, I overdosed and I have to apologize to my mom because she gave me her last $20 in her, in her purse. And I used that and, and I overdosed, you know, sometimes that the way that they come through and depending on if they're showing me something or if they're telling me something, or if I just, if it just pops into my head and I just blurt it out. Um, sometimes it, it shocks me as the reader. And I get very emotional because it's like, it's like sitting down with that person and their relative and yes. then having one last therapy session from, from after, after death. And it's, it's, it can be very emotional. So, so yeah, so I just, I have that blocker up. I just ask that, you know, no negative energy comes, comes to the surface in a way that is going to be harmful or open up any wounds because that's not the purpose of the session. It's not supposed to reopen that grief. It's supposed to help you onto the next chapter. Um, and so, and also, you know, it's just like in real life. And I might've said this to you before, um, but it's just like in real life, you know, we choose to associate with certain people hmm. and we choose to, we, uh, we are the ambassadors to what we allow in our life. We are the gatekeepers. And if we open up the door to whatever, you're going to get whatever. It's no different than that one friend that just can't seem to attract the right partner. Right. It's like, well, what are you letting, you know, how many people do you have on your dating app then? What kinds of people are you allowing on your dating app? You know, what kind of pictures are you posting? What are you attracting? What kind of energy are you asking for in your life? Now you're definitely and talking about me, but keep going. <laughs> I am that friend, Andrea. Oh, great. Oh, uh, no. No, no, no. Look, look, look. No, 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 no false sympathy for what me. What are you no, attracting, I... Greg? No. Um, um, yeah, no, that's so, okay, okay, okay. So, so, yes, keep going. So, you just. Yeah. So you just, you have to pick, you kind of have to pick and choose what you associate with. And, and for me, I, there's certain people in my life 
um, that are just, you know, they're just draining, right? They say you can either be a fountain or a drain. And sometimes those people, you have to create distance and you do that in your, in your, in your intellectual and egotistical and physical human body. You do that, right? You create physical and emotional distance from people that don't serve you. I do the very same thing when I'm doing sessions. I, I cannot do anything for negative energy. So I just say, nope, I'm not associating. And if there is somebody that comes to me that has done something terrible or somebody that comes to me and they have a lot of shadow energy or a lot of crap like attached to them, I just, I just, I just keep my distance there. I just don't, I don't think that I can serve them as a reader or as, as anything. So I just, I just don't. So, so wait a minute. So what, so have you turned down fountains before? Like you talk about people that are fountains, mm -hmm. people that are fountains yeah. of positive energy. Like, have you ever been with someone? And because I would imagine that would freak them out. Like, I don't know if you watched, here's the image I'm thinking of. And it, it turned out that this person was actually a fraud in um, the, the season where it got revealed this, but there's a, in season one of Lost, Claire, who's the Australian girl who's pregnant, she goes to a psychic. That's like kind of her big backstory. And the whole story is the psychic is doing a reading for her. And he just like all of a sudden is like, it, she, she's going to go, uh, she's going to take the plane to, I think she's in America and going back to Sydney or, or the river. Actually, no, it's Sydney going out to LA. One of the two. Um, mm -hmm. She, the, the psychic is like, do not get on this plane do not i'm mm. telling you do not get on and it became like it was like a really tense moment because and they they played it up really well it was obviously television and like they made it seem like it was a very positive disposition the psychic at the beginning and his whole thing was like whoa do not get on this thing and i keep imagining mm -hmm. like a situation where you're entertaining someone that is like you know a really positive sweet like uh ingenue the person that would play an ingenue in a show mm -hmm. that you directed and it's full of life like andrea schreiner meeting yourself have you ever met yourself in a oh, session and then felt that like oh my gosh they should not they should not go out with this man tonight like something bad is going to happen and if that did came up what would you do oh so yes i have had situations like that i'm i'm, I'm flipping through the rolodex in my mind of um which story would be most fitting for this. The one that comes to mind is my friend, Erin. Um, she's, she loves God. She loves Jesus. She has a servant's heart. I mean, really she's when, when COVID was becoming more and more of a thing, she immediately went and bought stacks of fabric and just started making masks for people. She and her son do a bags for the homeless. Um, I mean, she just, she's, She's just a, an amazing, amazing woman. Um, and she's had some heavy stuff go on and um, some of it's been legal. And uh, so she would sit with me. And even though she is just this bright, just giving human being, um, there's been some choices and some things that, you know, she's asked me about. And, I, and I've had to say, listen, <laughs> like, and some of it included like, you know, her child and, and visitations with his dad. And I mean, that's tough. That's so tough because it's not for me as just a person walking this earth, just like everybody else. I don't feel like I have a right, you know, to tell somebody don't do this or absolutely do this. But I also have to have, you know, 
a little bit of an awareness of, of why I've been given this gift and the purpose of it is to assist. Um, so if, if I feel as though somebody's going to walk into an entanglement, I will absolutely say this feels very heavy to me. Yeah. Um, and she just recently, yeah. And so, and, and there's been a couple of times where, you know, he, there was, there was some legal things going on and I literally said to her, I think it's going to be okay. First of all, I will tell her like your energy about it is really frantic. So work on that first. And then I'll say, I feel like in two weeks, that's going to blow over. Like she had somebody threatening her job and there was a lot, I mean, just a lot of yes, stuff. Yes. Sounds it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I just said to her, you know, get, take, take a breather for two weeks and this is going to blow over. And then when it resurfaces a little bit after that two weeks, you're going to take legal action and that legal action is going to be successful versus you doing it right now when you're upset and it's the energy about it is not correct. Um, I'm trying to think, I don't think that I've had any, anything like, like you said, like about don't get on this plane or don't do this or don't do that. Um, I'm asking cause I'm worried that I'm doomed. <laughs> let's just be real here that's what's oh, happening no. i'm nervous that i'm doomed you you've been like every time i brought up am i am i gonna be okay should i not go to new york you've like i skirt it yes <laughs> what is happening there andrea please give me some comfort in this yeah. world what do i have to avoid to like get my life on the right track my gosh so, so first of all, you know, the energy without giving you a full, full, full blown session here, I will, I'll give you a little, little appetizer. Okay. A little teaser, um, okay. you know, for you. And I don't, I mean, I know you, but I don't, I don't know, you know, you, you know, I, right. I mean, we are acquaintances and, and, and probably kindred spirits on a level. Um, the universe brought you for a reason, you know? So um, I, 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 I do have to say, I think, I think there's a little bit of a disaster and I say this <laughs> disaster oh complex. Let, no, no, let me not, let me not stop at the word disaster. Disaster <laughs> complex. Okay. That's fair. Disaster That's complex. Fair. Yeah. Not disaster, disaster complex. But I just want to be very clear with you before I continue saying what I'm about to say. Um, Andrea, me as myself, my feelings sometimes do not align with what I receive. And that's how I know that this is spirit working in and through me it, as, as a catalyst, you know, essentially I'm a, I'm a cell phone tower, you know? Yes. Um, yes. So just so you know, I, me as a person, I think you're lovely and I think I wish you all the best. So whatever I say through spirit literally is just the, the honest truth that, that I'm sensing. <laughs> that okay? is a great excuse to talk about how much you hate <laughs> your friend's life choices. I'm going to, no! but keep going, keep going. <laughs> No, 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 no. Because no, I know, I'm, but <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm facetious, but yes, yeah, I know. I'm not a forward person, so sometimes the stuff that comes through it just shocks the hell out of me. Um, so I just want to say, I think there's a little bit of a d disaster complex surrounding you, um, and and things, um, like almost a preparation for things to not work out because there's been some pretty heavy, heavy hitter disappointments like in a row, um, particularly three. And I do think that um, 
you know, they're all different categories, but unfortunately I do think one of them's professional, one of them's romantic and the other one's like family oriented. So there's been three things that have shaped this disaster complex with you. So this paranoia surrounding certain things and risk-taking, I feel like you were maybe a much more apt to take risks prior to, to you as now. Whereas now I think you're, you're tiptoeing around things or you're kind of going back into your cave essentially. Um, you know, just because of the, the, I almost feel like the biological clock thing ticking, you know, with you, like I'm getting to a certain age now where I, I have to actually decide I can't, I don't have time to change my mind anymore. Um, and I think that that inclination or that, that, um, that reflex Greg is, it comes from what you see, you know, paternally. I think that this is something that comes from something you've seen and it's a behavior that you kind of uh, adapted to and adopted as your own, but it's not your behavior. I think that you like to venture. Um, mm. And I don't know. Yeah. So, and well, this I, is and very I good. Yes. Yes. Keep going. This is great. I mean, you yeah. know, without, you know, I, I, I wish I could pay you, but yes, everybody Aww. should pay her. All right. <laughs> Please. If you're going to book a session, don't just do what I did and get her on a podcast to do it for free. Wink, 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 wink. Um, <laughs> no, people definitely, they definitely are very gracious in paying me. I, I, I usually, it's not uncommon for people to give me way, way over what, what I've, I'm asking. So, so people are amazing, you know, once they hear what I have to say and, and they're not paying me for, you know, giving the message again, because I had a hard time even accepting money for this. I, I probably did my first 50 readings free. Mm. Um, I, I didn't want to put a price on grief. I'm like, I don't want these people to have to pay because they've lost someone or because like that to me is dirty money. Um, yeah, but, but a lot of, a lot of, you know, chiming in from my friends, they're like, Andrea, you can't just continue to, they're not paying you for, you know, the, the, what you're doing so much, they're paying you for your time, you know? And then when I looked at it like that, I'm like, yeah, you know, I do, I have to prepare, prepare before, during, afterwards, it takes me a long time to come down from that energy. I call it spirit juice. You know, because like I get all like hopped up on the feeling of like, oh my God, there's so much stuff coming through. So, so for you, Greg, and I don't know what, what's significant, are you a Sagittarius or what's significant about oh. like October? When's your birthday? I mean, I, I'm in January, I'm, I'm January, January 21st, okay. like I, okay. Aquarius Capricorn cusp. I've heard that's pretty mm-hmm. freaky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Someone told me that's like a really freaky cusp once that was into all this kind of spiritual stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. October? I mean, I uh, I have no idea. I really don't know. I feel... Yeah. Now I'm kind of nervous about that. I do love Halloween. Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you that that's <laughs> like kind of the month of, uh, you know, like I have a lot of episodes of this podcast that I've like kind of saved for a Halloween release because I kind of feel like it's going to be like... Okay, you want you want the podcast where like we actually communicate with aliens, like eh, yeah, uh, that may or may it's not so be fun. coming in October. Um, so oh my god, yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. Beyond that, what what so, are you seeing? Oh my gosh. So 
Yeah. So my thing is I just see like a mother connection with October. So, um, you know, and again, nothing bad, never, ever think if I, if I just throw something out there that it's bad, usually what's happening is that there's some connection that, that belongs, you know, I don't know if it's like a birthday or if it's like, um, you know, just if there's something, but I never know what the symbols mean, you know, like I, they just, they just pop up and I just say them. And more often than not during a session, people have a little bit of performance anxiety and they and I'll tell them something and they'll go oh I, I I don't know I don't know um and then and then they call me and they're like oh my gosh Andrea you said this I had no idea but my my mom's first husband their anniversary was in October I had no mm, idea right, you know something right, like that right. most people don't know they you know um so so but getting back to you just really quick um you know I, I do think that you're waiting for some pieces, you know, to kind of come together before you feel as though you're like a real person. And, and I just, I want to, I want to bring this forward to you. This is coming from a grandmother figure, um, stepping forward. And I don't know if this person like, is your mom's mom crossed over? Uh, yes, yeah, she is. Yes, yeah, she is. Yeah. Okay. So, so this is like almost like a, a, a wanting to continue to kind of take care of you or be protective of you. There's like a lot of maternal protective vibe happening. Um, but, but just, just so you know, um, oh gosh, there's so much coming through now. I'm going to, I'm going to try to give the cliffs notes here. There's a lot of stuff for your mom too. And your mom actually, you know, kind of getting over the loss. I feel like there was a, some sort of distance or deficit that happened. Um, I don't know if it's, she's showing me a gap, which tells me like either your mom couldn't get to her or couldn't be there, or there was something like there was no communication or something like she felt like maybe there was going to be a long amount of time. And then there wasn't like, it's almost oh, like a cliff. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. 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 I mean, oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. Without going like too far into this, there is stuff there. There is stuff there yeah. that, that rings a little bit true. I mean, again, you know, like, uh, yeah, always teetering on the edge of like, what? What are the coincidences? But at the same time, like, yeah, I could. I, I I'm working with this story. I'm working with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so, uh, so I do feel as though, um, you know, the, the, there's something like especially hard, um, for your mom in regards to this subject matter. Um, and um, I think that there's part of her that has been closed off and, and almost other women involved too. I don't know if there's like multiple maternal figures or if there's, um, it just seems like there's women, you know, a lot of women. So I don't know if she's like got like two sisters or I mean, she's I am too, I am two little sisters. Um, I feel, okay. I feel definitely very, uh, you know, I, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's like, I always just thought it was kind of like, uh, I mean, you know, I have a mother very I'm much more close to my mom than I think in terms of like similarity personality wise, like I, I, mm -hmm. I'm closer to her to my dad. Um, yeah. And then I got two little sisters and then I've always been involved with, you know, theater arts. So there, there's just been a lot of women in my life in that kind mm -hmm. of way, not even romantic, yeah. just like surrounded mm -hmm. by that kind of feminine energy. And it, and it mm -hmm. definitely, uh, I don't know, I think I... I've never known if it was the cause or the effect of being in theater is really what it comes down mm -hmm. to. Mm -hmm. um, also just a curiosity, like much more, eh, eh, I have a lot more interesting conversations in my mind with like some of the women I went to, the girls I was in high school with than like some of the boys in the class. Like the conversations were deeper and more stimulating intellectually for mm -hmm. me. Um, mm -hmm. So, so there's that kind of thing going on, but uh, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know. 
Absolutely. Well, so this feminine energy that surrounds you, and again, this is coming from that feminine side, that maternal side. So that, that energy comes in real strong. You know, it's almost like they, they want to make sure that I know exactly where this is coming from and what that influence, how that has shaped you. You know, so, um, and you also, you know, being, being a, a brother and having these sisters, you know, I think that, uh, kind of towing the line between your own masculine and fe feminine energies, um, is, is something that I think you've done exceptionally well, you know? So, um, and, and not just saying, you know, that you, you said I, the conversations were better for me, you know, they were more, I was more aligned with those conversations. I just mm -hmm. think you're navigating that though, has been really smooth and very natural natural. So, um, so just on that same branch, you know, I'll just tie this up in neat little bow for you. Um, I do, I think that there's like these little, she's showing puzzle pieces. So like these little puzzle pieces in your life that you're almost like, okay, I have these puzzle pieces and the puzzle's almost done, but I have to put these pieces in, um, before I can feel you know, like I'm, I'm worthy of this adult status or, you know, I, and I don't know if this could be also, I'm getting something on the, like as a sidebar, a little bit of pressure, you know, from other people mm -hmm. to, and we all have this, right. We all have this pressure, but this is specifically what's coming through for you today in this moment. And that's, right. that's really the kicker here. So I do see changes for you. You know, I see changes, but I also feel like there's going to be some of those puzzle pieces, Greg, that you're not going to you're not going to be able to put them in just yet. And, and who, whoever said that we need a complete puzzle, you know, in order to, there's, there's no, there's no like rule list of, you know, the, the sequential order of life. And I think in some ways that's been instilled in you. So you're waiting for all these other things to happen in order to feel like, okay, I'm, I finally have my shit together, excuse my language, but that's what's right. coming through. And, and I, and I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't think that that's, I don't think there's a correlation. So just so you know, there's a tremendous amount of protection. She's putting a lot of protection around you. I've also, I also think did you have like an issue with your foot or your ankle? <laughs> I don't, um, I don't think so. I'm trying to think what that okay. might've been. Yeah, okay. I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm trying to okay. think if there was anything. I mean, nothing except, you know, like, like, and this is, look, I'll tell you right now, like, if I'm going to give you this example, it's going to be like one of those, like, Oh, he just named something so that the psychic lady could grab onto it. So I'm like, well, do, you okay. want me to, well, do you want me to tell you what I saw before you let me privy to the information? Yeah, tell me. I'm curious. Okay, but so I also don't want to disprove you. I feel bad. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 absolutely. No, no. I listen. And, and it could be related to something that you're not making the connection at this moment. Again, it's not, it's not like, like, Ooh, you know, let, let's jump through a flaming hoop. Like it's, it's stuff that is, it's a, it's a process to accept it and to have that epiphany of like, Oh my gosh, some of it's very much in your face. You know, the fact that it, your grandmother's like, yep, this is me. You know mm, what I'm saying? Right. Um, and giving me the letter S in association with something as far as the name is concerned. Wow. So I don't know what that, I don't know what the S, S is. Last so, name, last name, my mom's paternal, yeah, yeah, maternal last name. Okay, that's good, that's good, that's interesting. S. Yeah, so she gives me S. So, um, so, so the, uh, the, the, the foot thing, I, I just see you with, a, with dress shoes. She just keeps putting different kinds of dress shoes on you. 
Oh. over and over and over again and so like me that tells me okay maybe there's something with the foot or maybe he like there's a funny story about shoes or there's something like maybe you have very specific size of shoe or maybe your her her husband had shoes that you know i, I have no idea what the shoes uh, is a reference to but i think i just need to dress snazzier <laughs> i think i think grandma's <laughs> like right you need Yes, I think she needs me to put on like like this nice tuxedo jacket and walk through the streets. Like I think she yeah. wants me every day is prom for her grandson. Every day is prom. But yeah, but so I see brown ones and I see black ones being put mm. on you. And again, there's just something about like them needing to be special for Greg's feet. Like they need to be special. So so again, and this could be something, listen, this is the beauty of these sessions. Listen, I'm telling you, three days from now. Now, your mom could come to you with a bag and a box saying, Hey, these shoes were on sale. I just grabbed them. Mm, and then you will have chills from head to toe because that's sometimes how this, the, the signs are validated. Wow. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I really wanted her to listen to I, I was going to put up this episode tomorrow, but I'm going to have to hold off now hold on, um, yeah. <laughs> or I'll just tell her not to listen uh, but everybody else out there you're, you're getting privy I'll, uh, maybe I'll let you know in the future what happens here uh, no this is very good you know what Andrea um, this is the kind of look people talk to you in two hours sometimes one hour you're able to get radical transformation from them um, and you also do this podcast Sweetheart Soul mm -hmm. Sessions, available on Spotify mm -hmm. and I, I imagine Apple as well and where other fine podcasts are distributed. Um, what kind of stuff are you doing on the podcast? Are you, uh, it seems like uh, my intuition uh, about this is mm -hmm. that, um, <laughs> is that <laughs> it is, well, also just like kind of reading some of the reviews and stuff and the titles of your episode, I'm thinking based on you, what you've said to me today, like you're kind of just, it's a channel uh, literally and figuratively for your channel. Like you're channeling, you're a sales yes. power and you are just like, kind of like you felt the need to put something out into the world and deliver messages. And you're not saying like, I am, you know, I am the, 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 the alien leader. They are telling me to tell you this, but, <laughs> but you are like, you just feel that you, you have a message to tell people and it's enriching. Is, is that sort of uh, like, how did this come out at, related to this other work that you do, this podcast? So when I stopped doing, I actually used to have a YouTube channel where I would do tarot um, weekly for people. So like I would go, I would do an individual video for each astrological sign and I would shuffle and pull a card for them and talk to them about what they could plan for their week based on what I, what I pulled and then also what I felt. Um, but I, I'm going to be very honest. I got some backlash from, not from the people that loved it. I mean, I had, I think in a matter of three weeks, I had like I don't know, 400 subscribers or something like that. It was, it was blowing up like faster than I could even handle it. Um, and people were like, Oh my God, I was getting so many messages. Um, but I got some backlash from some family members, um, that don't agree with card readings, which is, a di I'm sure this is a different episode, Greg, as far as, you know, other people and their beliefs and things like that. I was going to um, say, so, like, where's the Native American? Uh, did you say it was Native American or American Indian? Like, the yeah. where, where's that showing yeah. up to defend you in these situations? Like, is that I is know, that so I, far removed that people don't remember your where you came from? Or, well, you would think, you would think because it, you know it was outside of the family. So, but That's but so weird. They, but. I, 
Yes. But I mean, that people believe a lot of things and they, you know, they go through their life and if they follow certain, you know, structures and organizational religion and stuff that they are literally told what's okay and what's not okay. They're not, yes. it's not a free form of belief. Um, and, and I'm, I'm, an, I'm an extremely spiritual and I guess you could even say religious person. I am. And some people find that to be like an anomaly. Like they think that I'm like a, like just a walking uh, conflict because of that, you know, like it doesn't make sense for you to be this spiritual religious person, but also, oh, you read cards. Like, I want to know when that divide happened because I'm pretty sure if you read scripture, Jesus himself was a medium. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, right. the, even the Bible itself, you know, is filled with these miraculous healings and these things that have come, you know. So, anyway, somebody said something. It upset a couple of my family members. It upset me. Um, I started to feel fearful, you know, like that maybe, maybe I shouldn't be doing this or maybe I shouldn't be opening myself up like this um, with this YouTube channel. So I, I deleted everything in a fury. I was so upset. I deleted everything. I had, um, I, I, I threw away my cards. I threw away, you, you would not believe, I went through this whole, like wow. I'm throwing everything away. Because I mean, our family, it's different when it comes from just somebody we don't know, you know, if it would have just come from somebody we don't know, like, oh, girl, you shouldn't be doing this. This is scary, kooky, you know, stuff. If it yeah. just comes from somebody you don't know, you can, you know, you let it roll off your back. But this was somebody that I, I, I know a family member and they didn't even come to me. They, they went to my my mom and, and, and so, and like a couple other family members kind of like grew distant because I was doing readings and stuff. Mm. And then I just felt like, this is not why I don't want to feel like this. I don't want my family to alienate me. Right. Makes you sense. know, no. Yeah. So, so I just kind of got rid of everything. So, um, so I had a YouTube channel that went bye-bye. I got rid of all my stuff. And then I came to terms with my, my anger and frustration and my hurt with what this person had said. And so I, I, I kind of dismantled cotton candy clairvoyant and I, and I re I rebirthed myself, you know, I reinvented myself with sweetheart soul sessions. And I promised myself that I would go into this, you know, without feeling judged by other people and that I was going to just let my heart lead. And that's how um, Sweetheart Soul Sessions was born. And I thought, instead of doing a YouTube channel, I'm going to try to do a podcast. And the podcasts are going to be spiritually led, um, definitely intuitively led. Everything that I do on my podcast is because I'm asking for guidance or something keeps popping up, or it's like, you need to speak on this. Somebody needs to hear it. So that's kind of where I'm at now with it. And yeah. So, wow. That's very cool. That's very cool. I love it. I feel like, you know, sweetheart soul sessions is like Carrie Underwood and like <laughs> can't, cotton candy was Taylor Swift. And yeah. I like that. <laughs> this is all like where it's all kind of, you know, it's all just, it's all catchy tunes. It's all catchy tunes. <laughs> And if you want to hear some sweet music of the soul and higher guidance, uh, listen to Sweetheart Soul Sessions podcast with Miss Andrea S. We'll find out if she feels like she revealed enough information. Um, but yeah, it's it's called Sweetheart Soul Sessions. You, you can learn about her. Uh, she does Reiki. She does psychic, uh, if you could call it that. She does mediumship 
readings uh, of all different sorts into intuitive cards. Uh, you know what? Hey, look, you definitely opened my mind to some possibilities. Uh, you also scared me at times. You also maybe indirectly <laughs> called me a charlatan. And uh, at the end of the day, <laughs> I learned that Greg just grow up already. But hey, you know what? Thank you for being on the show and helping me with this journey. Andrea, if there's any final guidance coming through you right now, the cell tower is open. What is the mm -hmm. message at this moment that you want to leave to end this episode? Uh, well, it's that everybody has this ability. Even though I consider myself natural born, grassroots, I kind of fell into this. Um, I, I had no choice but to embrace this um, because it's part of me. Um, I do want to speak to everybody listening that you are first and foremost an intuitive energy. You are an intuitive being and you are first a soul before you are anything else. And so with that soul, we all have this inner compass, this inner spiritual compass in which we can, we already know the answers. You are an intuitive being, no different than me. Um, and I think sometimes we forget that because we are overshadowed again by intellect and skepticism and doubt and all this other stuff when we are become quote unquote grownups, you know, and we have to stop believing in all of these things or understanding that we are first a soul. So I just would like everybody to understand that you already have the answers within you and you are, you were born with everything that you're ever going to need throughout the journey of your life. You don't need to get it from anybody else. You don't need validation. You already have those answers. And if you listen to those answers, it's a quiet voice. It's not the loud voice of the ego. But if you listen to that quiet voice, it will never lead you astray. Wow. Wow. Amazing. Andrea, thank you so much for <laughs> being you. on the Open Loops. It's been a pleasure to chat with you. Always. Thank you, Greg. Take care. That was pretty weird towards the end, right? She started talking and then she was like, even more is coming through me now. Oh my gosh. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot is really coming through me now. Oh my gosh. Blah. It's weird, right? Also, like, did I give away the big secret that I'm just bringing people on to, you know, not have to spend $300 to get like a reading? Who? what a guilty man I am. And look, I mean, we all could just start podcasts as a way of getting people to do service for us. We normally could. Like, you know, why not just, like, interview therapists, but, like, kind of bring up your issues as a way of doing it? Or, like, why not interview life coaches? Oh, oh wait, I guess I already do that. I guess I kind of do that with psychics, too. I guess I... Hmm... I spent a lot of time, like, interviewing myself at the beginning. How much would I pay me? I bet Andrea knows the answer. I bet we have the same answer. I bet it's not that much. Hmm. Well, either way, look. I love talking to Andrea. She's fantastic. She's also like, teaching theater for school children, 
and doing all that too. Like we didn't even talk about the connection between like shamanic trance activity and acting, which is huge. Um, and, and just like the embodying of a character and, and deep trance identification, which is like taking on the full characteristics, sort of what the best actors do. Maybe you could get into a whole, whole theater arts description. And I have to tell you when the interview ended, Andrew started being like, let me tell you about your romantic life. Let me tell you about that piece. I was like, whoa, this is insane. And thank you for not bringing up my deep pains on the air even more than you did. But I invited it. I love the pains. Disaster Complex? That's great. That's another name for a podcast I'd have. Andrea S. Inspiration and Wisdom and Intuition. Well, thank you all for listening to Open Loops. If you enjoy this show, please, on Apple Podcasts, subscribe and scroll down to the bottom in, hey, rate the show, leave a review. It's very helpful. Greatly appreciate it. Thank you for listening. This is, uh, hey, Open Loops Conversations That Bend. Uh, Yeah. Let's keep bending, folks. Let's keep looping. Talk to you soon. Thank you.